It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton. And it's uh, time to uh, take a look at uh, a serious look at this week's games. A little later on, we'll do our pick-ems. Um, and uh, me being typical me, having a great year so far, and I hate this week. This week <laughs> is a bear, Dennis. Uh, yeah. It's it. There's a lot of interesting matchups. This could be one of our more uh, argumentative pick segments because there are a lot of games that could go either way. There are a lot of games that are going to teach us a lot about some of the teams in the area, some of the MAC, some of the BWAC. We obviously have a big rivalry game. We have what's becoming a big rivalry game, one versus two in our polls and in the Blue Water uh, Sports Media poll. It's going to be a really, really fun week, Dennis, and I think there's a lot to dissect with this slate of games. And having said that, here is my prediction. When we come down to the picks, I bet everybody mirrors each other again this week. No way. A few exceptions. Oh, we, I bet you, no. I think we might have... We might have a few because I will just tell you from looking at what the people think, there are some that are split basically down the middle. But let's not waste any I more don't time. I the people. No, you don't. And <laughs> and I do get to see it. I don't base it off the people, but um yeah, Dennis. Although some of the people are doing very well. Yes, we we'll give them their shout out in the pick segment, so don't worry. We had some 10 and 0s this past week. I would be shocked if anyone went 10 and 0 this week, Dennis. Going 10 and 0, dang it. Two nine and ones in a row. So Going anyway, 10 and 0. um we're going to be talking about the MAC teams in the first segment. You know the drill, BWAC in the second, along with GTC and Eight Man, and then the picks. Who's here, or are we keeping that a secret? Yeah, the people will know. It's, it'll, it'll be in the title. Sandy Rutledge. Oh, all right. Yeah, Sandy Rutledge, the the longtime AD of St. Clair, will be joining us. He's oh, He'll be a fun time. Much better than Denny White. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet... Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. 
Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810 810- 987-6400 extension 132 finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with auto owners insurance doesn't have to be one of them we work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like not being that fan oh come on ref that's simple human sense For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and Brady, and uh, let's uh, let's get right to it. Uh, and uh, where we start, we're going to start with the bell. Let's start with the battle for the bell in East China Stadium, the East China Bowl, whatever you want to call it. It's a rivalry where two teams don't like each other, and two teams that are going to, you know, not lose any love in this game. Two one and one teams, uh, but I think Dennis going into this. A lot of people, including us, are leaning Marine City. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, there's just uh, there's less that's been lost from the team before, uh, and there's less that needs fixing on the Marine City side. Look, let's face it. They played a really good team in week one, and they lost by one point in double overtime. That game could have gone either way. We could be very easily talking about a 2-0 Marine City team and not thinking twice about how good they are. This right. is a good football team. 
They just slaughtered Clawson. It took them a little bit to get going. Whatever. Yeah, 50, they figured it out. Fifty-four to fourteen, or fifty-six to fourteen. They weren't losing that football game, and they didn't. Saint Clair is struggling on offense. You know they are going to have to score points to win this game. I like Saint Clair's defense. Their defense, I think, can keep them in this game. But can they score enough to beat Marine City? And I'm not sure the answer is yes. Yeah. See, where what my thought was is if I'm St. Clair, I'm putting all my resources on my defense because I know my offense is struggling. But if I can slow down Marine City, if I can get into a sloppy dogfight style game uh, where each touchdown's like pulling teeth, I think that gives you a better chance. The other. Well, what might be in St. Clair's favor, Jeff Heslop didn't play last week. I don't know if he's playing Friday night. Lincoln Osterlin did fine as the, the backup, but you know there's Jeff Heslop is a, is a really, really good player, and that does add another dimension to that offense. And if he's not in there, that does allow you to key on Zach Tetler a little more and, and Rafino in the backfield and really – attack one facet of the Marine City game because at that point if the if you I'm betting on hey you're the backup QB if you can beat me I'll tip my cap and just say you're the better team at that point well I mean again I I think Tetler's a nice safety blanket keying on him is one thing stopping him is another as right. teams are finding out with Hazen later as teams find out with Belly Grappi uh, and teams find out with Zach Tetler. I'm sure Clawson's game plan last week was we've got to stop this Zach Tetler kid. And, yeah, they stopped him to the tune of uh, four touchdowns and 160-something yards on 11 carries. Yeah, it, it's hard to stop 26. Yeah. Like, I, I can sit here and say, hey, stop him. Like, yeah, that, that that's the game plan. <laughs> that's what they want to do, yeah. whether they do it or not. Offensively, if I'm St. Clair, you have to empty the clip. You have to come up with a few trick plays because your offense has been not good through two weeks. Um, I know talking to uh, to coaches, they thought they should have put up twice as many points as they did against Lincoln, um, that they didn't play a great game, but they still came away with a win. And they know that Marine City is going to be a bear to play against. St. Clair is going to have to limit possessions win the time of possession battle in a big way. I'm not saying you have to take 39.9 seconds off of every play clock, but I wouldn't be hurrying up to the line. Um, I would be trying to give my defense as much of a rest as possible if I'm going to put all that resource in. And then you have to pick your spots, find a trick play, maybe run a fake punt or two, try to block a Marine City punt, and get those swings and offensively take care of the football because we know, hey, it didn't happen in week one when we were there. happened in week two. Zach Tetler can go off like that, whether he's on the, the your 20 or his own 20, he's in scoring range. Yeah, and I would say, you know, Armada kept Tetler under control and he was still over 100 yards. I mean, well – and and I don't think this is a game where Zach Tetler has to get two or three hundred yards for Marine City to win because I also think Marine City has other guys that can do damage. And I'm just I'm worried for St. Clair that if Marine City can get 
even three touchdowns, that that might be enough. Unless there is a big maturation process with a lot of young players for St. Clair. And who knows? You've seen guys step up in big games that you weren't really aware of. I mean, look at Nate Oriole going in at quarterback in the Crosstown showdown on basically 36 hours notice and winning that game. It is possible. It's just not likely in a, a refocused Marine City team that's been a little banged up, but St. Clair has a big task in front of them. And yeah, this this Marine City team is still darn good. By the way, 71st meeting all time, well, 71st since 1950 yeah. between these two. Uh, it is St. Clair's most played opponent by one game. That doesn't surprise me. Where's their second most, Marysville? Yeah, they're yeah, at, they've so played the, 69 the, times. The, the two closest schools to them. Makes sense. And they've been in the same league with those teams a lot. Yes, but the battle for the bell. Um, I'll be on the call. 6.30 pregame. Get to hear the uh, two coaches' interviews, all that. Kickoff at 7. Uh, I believe Marine City is the home team in this matchup. So I want... Do you think they go back to those orange uniforms, or do you think they just put them back in the closet and says, all right, give us the black uniforms back? Yeah, well, I, I mean, the, the the part of that, too, I think, was what Armado was going to wear because, I mean, two schools, basically the same colors. Um, so I, I, I think you'll see the traditional black in a traditional game. I would think so, too. So um, any other thoughts on this game? Uh, it's, it's one Marine City. I mean, we're expecting them to win. Uh, St. Clair has only won this game three times since 2000. Yeah, and those were really exceptional St. Clair teams. Yes, they were. You go back and look. They won in 2018, lost in the regional final to Williamston. They won in 2013. They were a point away from going to a state championship game. And they won in 2000 and where was it? Um, shame on me, five. And they played in a regional championship and lost a losser. Yeah, so the, the, those were teams that when that game was played, those Saints teams weren't underdogs going in. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. Um, but hey, you play the games for a reason, and it's to, to find things out about teams. And well, the other Max Silver game, Dennis, it has your brains in knots. You have no idea what's going to happen with Marysville at Lakeshore Friday night. Or Southlake, excuse I, me. I mean, Marysville there are, at Southlake. Yeah, there are other good games on the marquee, but I, I don't know if, if, for me, there's a harder game to decide how it's going to go, like just based on the information that we have. I really think Marysville has been a nice story for the first two weeks. I know they lost their first game, but I, I thought... I know you were worried they would lose that game kind yeah, of bad. I, I, I thought Elmont might come out and, and really take it to them, and they did in one quarter, but Marysville had a really great game plan going into that. They executed it for almost the entire first half, they gave up that late score just before halftime, and that seemed to, uh, you know, be enough to motivate Elmont in the third quarter to get out to a lead. But but then again, Vikings had every chance in the world to go. Okay, week one's scrapped, and they could have packed it in. And instead, they played hard till the end. That fourth quarter effort carried over into the next week. They had a huge win I, I know it's it's hazel park but 
the Vikings scoring 53 points. Eh, that's it, not it was, something I was thinking they were going to do it was in a kind, lot of games It was something we wanted to see them do, and they did it, and they did what good teams do. You always say, Dennis, you play the schedule in front of you. And Hazel Park came to town, and they left with their tail between their legs, and it was never a, a doubt. And you had huge, huge games, and they proved that, okay, they don't have to play that ball control offense. If they are better than a team, they can go run with them. Can they run with Southlake? I don't know. South Lakes 2-0. They beat Lutheran North 46-40. Lutheran North won in week two against Carlton. I don't think that's an overly impressive win, but I don't think Lutheran North is a bad football team. And they beat Madison in week two 38-12. Madison beat East Point, and I think we're, bo- we're both kind of down on both Madison and East Point. This could be be a really tough game or we might come back on friday night and go oh vikings took care of business but on the road dennis i know you mentioned last episode that's the part where it makes you not hedge towards marysville and make it a toss-up i'd prefer this game be at viking stadium i'd feel more comfortable with it as far as the the vikings are concerned i I think south lake is one of those places i don't know it just strikes me It, it it's like bad lighting dark the the field seems old yeah they haven't Um, updated their field since like the 70s it's like a tough place to go and play a road game and Um, it's a team that's 2-0 that's feeling confident and that clearly has some some talent I know um talking to coach Letson he was very comp he was very um complimentary complimentary of yeah I finally (laughs) got it there you go it took me five seconds um but he was he You're a was, creature of habit. <laughs> yes, I am. He thought that South Lake was trending in the right direction, and, and he, he praised his coach when I talked to him. South Lake could be a team back in the playoffs. They're going to beat New Haven, and they're probably going to beat Chandler Park in the non-conference. South Lake could be a team that is a little bit scary in the Max Silver. Maybe not quite what last year's Fitz team was, but what – the year with the 2020 Fitz team was or again I I have no idea this is one that I hope there's someone out there that's just putting updates out on Twitter just so I because that's going to be one of them those games I'm looking for the whole night I'll say this so that it ends up being a seven to six game (laughs) this could be a high scoring game yeah or this might be you might have to score 35 or 40 points to win this game. Does it make you feel a little better knowing Marysville can, if they need to? Well, that's what go I mean. Into, like, go, no, 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 no. Com- not off score. A big week. It's nice. Go into, I was going to say, go into ball control offense and go, all right, we're in a track meet. Let's not be a track meet. Let's slow this down and kill nine minutes on a drive. But unlike week one, hopefully they can finish those drives. Yeah, well, yeah, if you're going to play that way, it does help. If you put the ball in the end zone, because who knows if they score on two first half possessions against Almont, it might be a different football game. Yeah, absolutely. This is a game that the Marysville South Lake game is a game you just don't know about. This is one I don't know about. And I, I, the later in the week, it gets the less confident I am in knowing what's going to happen. Port here on high host Warren Mott. Their home opener. It's actually their only game at Memorial Stadium before the Crosstown Showdown. They have because they took the game at the Big House. Warren Mott's one and one. Warren Mott beat Warren Fitzgerald thirty six nothing. Dennis, you saw Fitz. 
that's not an overly impressive win where you go, oh, my God, look what they did. They then lost to Gross Point North 28-14. Maybe Gross Point North has improved, and maybe we're not giving the Norsemen enough credit. But I just don't know what's going to happen because – Portier and I obviously got throttled in week one, and then they kind of took it to East Point, but it's an East Point team we're not giving a lot of love for. So I'm just, I do what you always say sometimes go, what are they saying about this game? And I'm thinking Warren Mott's going, hey, we have a chance to go up to Port Huron High and get a win at, at Memorial Stadium. We have a chance to go 1 0 in Mac Blue play. And I think PH is looking at it going, we got Mott at our place, baby. We're going to be 1-0 and in the Mac Blue, and good things started with last week's win, and we're going to keep good things going this week. I don't know, I didn't get to see the film, if the snaps and everything got cleaned up. But Dennis, that has been tattooed, seared, branded into my brain of listening to that game and you every third play going, oh, the snap's over the head. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the punt snap. Because it happened so often in that game. But that, again, that, that was a week one problem. They scored 55 points last week. I'm guessing they didn't have too many problems with snaps. No. Number one, I'm guessing they didn't have to punt. Right. Uh, and, and number two, they do stuff out of the shotgun, so they either fixed it by going under center or they fixed it by getting good shotgun snaps to Amari Holler, and they scored 55 points. I mean, just based on that number, I'm going to say they didn't have a problem in week two with it. I think that's uh, good deductive reasoning, but I just – I don't know. Warren Mott and PH seem to always have wars. They played for, what, like five straight years – uh, when they were in the white. This is a more Mott team that spent, I think, four years in the Mac Red and competed and didn't play poorly. Uh, and now they're down in the blue. Ugh. I just, I don't know. My gut is not giving me a good feeling about this game. And maybe it's just indigestion, but <laughs> I just yeah, I you, you you do eat poorly. You, I you don't. Have poor we have the right same, now. we we have the same lunch today, um, but I just don't have a great feeling. And I will be a lot calmer about Port here on high if we get back and the word comes in that they won thirty-five to twenty. Okay. A lot of fears quelled. By the way, that game will be on EBW. Our friend John Lozano on the call for that yeah, one. I, I think it will be maybe a little closer game, but uh, I think the Big Reds has have as much chance to win this game as Mott does. Oh, I don't. I'm not. I, they might not even be the underdog in this game, but if they win in a close game, that doesn't necessarily keep the alarm bells off. If you win a close game but play well and you win a dogfight, that sometimes is more impressive than beating up a bad team. If, if I get the report that Mott's just putrid and, and Port Huron High took advantage of it, maybe I'm not as as inclined to say that, hey, they're going to three-peat as Mac Blue champs. If they just, I just want to see a clean game played. I don't want to hear about bad snaps. I don't want to hear about penalties. I don't want to hear about special teams errors. Something that was a theme last year with the Big Reds. If they can clean that stuff up and just not be their own worst enemy, the Big Red stock will go up. All right. So Northern gets Lance Cruz North. Northern's going to beat Lance Cruz North. That's what I think, too. Because. <laughs> Is that, is that tipping people off on later in the show? <laughs> yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, we're picking the team that has won a game in the last three seasons. Uh, yeah, Lons Cruz North is 
They haven't won a game since September 27th, 2019. Yeah. Their is two it, games haven't been ridiculous this no, year. No, they lost but to they Troy 14 to 3 and Warren Cousino, a team that themselves were on a 11 game losing streak and last year were basically their team quit. Their team revolted. They revolted last year and apparently they fixed it enough to beat Lance Cruz North. Northern's been doing great. They've done everything I've asked them of them to do. Just do the same thing again this week. Go down there, business trip. This is like your one of your two real road trips. I mean, you go to Lance Cruz North, and I think you go to Frazier. Frazier or Mott, one of the two. But you go there, hey, take care of it. Get the backups in by the third quarter and get out of there. Don't play with them. You've done a really nice job of stepping on the throat and suffocating teams. Dennis Fitzgerald never had a chance last week where last year they would have let them at least feel like it was too close. Do what you've been doing. Let let the dogs eat and take care of business against Lance Cruz. Well, the, dog, the dogs have been eating pretty good the first two weeks of the uh, season. I don't see a reason here for – um, their appetites to curtail this week or next. No. Yeah, we talked about it. They might score 170 points in four weeks. They might match last year's point total in four weeks. And then they'll have a real, a, a true test against Port here on high. Yeah, this, the, the back half of their schedule in general is the more difficult games. They're getting the easier games out of the way. But it's the way they've done it so far. I really like that. Yes. It's Marine City-esque. It's Croslex-esque. I'm not saying that Northern is as good as those teams, but what, I think I've got them at number three yeah, in, me too. in my top ten. Their defense is legit. We've been saying that for more than a couple of years now. And this year – Helps when you've had a D1 defensive end for like five seasons. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, and and this year, after a lot of questions, after that being the thing that, oh, yeah, well, they do this on defense, but then they can't score. Well, for at least for two weeks, they're scoring a bunch. Yeah, and it was like a frustrating year last year with them offensively because you just wanted that little more. And even their big performances were aided a lot by special teams and their defense. This year, Dylan Bloink has taken that next step. He's running. He's throwing. Well, Dennis, you said it yourself. He's made some throws that last year he just didn't make. Yeah, uh, and he's been involved in eight touchdowns in two games, and really it's nine. Yeah. Because they, 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 they took did. one away that apparently was a touchdown. So I think Northern's not going to have any problem. You like getting this game on the road, Dennis. I'd rather play my weaker teams on the road so then when you do have a battle, you get it in your own backyard. Yeah, I, I think they could play this game in a parking lot. It's it's not going to matter. Yeah, I mean, I just it just blows my mind, and I know why it happens, but you have a school of 1,800 kids. You can't find 25 that can play football. And I know why, because they're all three miles down the road yeah. in Dakota, but – you can't keep 25. No, no. Two things. One, not my problem. Right. And two, keep it up at least for this week and when PH goes there too. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we're going to spend a lot of time on the BWAC. 
I think we have a huge matchup between Armada and Cross Lex. Oh, there's nothing going on there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, that'll be the headliner, but a few other matchups and hopefully some sustained eight-man success when we come back. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish. Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. 
As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and Brady, and let's move on up to the north a little bit. We'll start in the uh, BWAC, uh, Brady. You want to start at the top or you want to start at the new game in town? Let's not bury the lead. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, let's start at the new game because I have some fun things I want to do, and then we'll get into the serious stuff with um, Armada Cross Lex, but Richmond finds a game with Detroit University Prep. Um, I'm glad they got a game. You know, you're only guaranteed so many games as a high school kid, uh, and to lose one sucks, and I'm glad they got it back. So you're looking things up about university prep. And, you know, you, uh, we put the graphics out saying where we are, and I'm trying to find their logo, and I'm like, I, I look, and usually you can find it fairly easily. Like, there's not going to be a whole lot of things. And I, I click on one, and I see it pops up, and it's like, why does it say Cromwell High School? <laughs> I think they stole their logo from someone else. Because when you find it, it's on a clip art website. Like, they just typed in Panther on a, on a thing and said, that's our logo. <laughs> Which I think a lot of schools do, uh, if not from other schools, high school wise, they steal them from colleges. Which, yes, that I I get that, and we're actually pretty fortunate in this area. We don't have too many of those, but yeah, <laughs> there's three schools, and this is the ironic part: they have Detroit University Prep, they have Detroit University Math and Science, I believe, and they have Detroit University Art and Design. You couldn't get one of the design people to design a logo. And all those three schools have about 500 to 600 kids. Um, They're all charter schools. That's about what I can tell you about university and prep and why there's three different in like their school system. It's we, it's kind of like how you will get like University of Texas El Paso or San Antonio. It's university prep, these two subjects. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, and art and design, that's probably more drafting and stuff yeah, like, like that. Yeah, it's, um, but it's just, but. I just found it ironic that they used basically a generic logo when they have an art and design school. Art and design is the one school in, in that grouping that doesn't have a football team. That is true. That is true. Um, so, Dennis, you're doing this game. It'll be Saturday at 1 o'clock. What can you tell me about them? Uh, what did you find? Well, the, here, here's here's the the thing for like Richmond the reason they wanted to play a game is morale like yes they're, they're just they're they had a nice win in week one and then week two was a catastrophe against Crosslex and he's like yeah you know we've got Yale coming up and you could use two weeks to prepare for Yale but he says it doesn't Sean Misko I was talking to him, it really doesn't work that way like a, a week 
of practice with no game is generally a bad week of practice. Mm-hmm. Um, like like uh, you spend more time trying to get the kids up than you do getting anything done. So that was the, the big reason why they wanted to have a game. B, uh, Rich, Richmond's the favorite. In, Heavy favorite. In this, in this game. This is a chance to end the first third of your season already. Right. With a winning record. And you have two winnable games coming up in BWAC play. So, I mean, it's just for, for them, it was a, 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 an, it's an opportunity to get better. Right. Now, uh, I don't know a lot about university prep. Haven't talked to anybody over there. We got I, a little information from Yeah, everybody. so I have connections. I know people. I'm, yeah, it's, um, I know someone that was involved in a game they played in, and I asked them about it, and the report was not good. Uh, the good thing they did say was they're going to throw a post to a stud wide receiver, and the running back runs the ball hard. And that was about where the nice words ended. So they're 0-2, and they're not a pretty 0-2. They have been outscored 101-20. to And, yeah, this is a game to get the taste out of your mouth, the bad taste after the Croslex game, and build some momentum going up into the Yale game. And before we get to the other BWAC games, Dennis, how my brain works, I asked you a question just kind of off the cuff when we were going around doing other stuff earlier today. I go, so is – Richmond schedules the university prep game, which means they don't get the forfeit against Algonac. If they hadn't scheduled in the eyes of the MHSAA, they would have gotten a, I think it's now a one nothing win yes. over Algonac. And I'm like, well, that's a league game. And they get the points right. for a D, what, Algonac six. D6. Yeah, so you get the points, and they obviously don't give you any bonus points. So I go, okay, university prep. What if they lose this game? Do they not get credit for a league win against Algonac? Because my thought is, what if a – oh, I know Almont uh, scheduled Hamtramck and North Branch scheduled also Hamtramck. But what if Cross-Lex doesn't get anyone and they uh, end up going 6-1 and one in BWAC play and Richmond finishes at 5-1 and one is – Cross-Lex, the BWAC champ by a half game because Richmond happened to find a game, and we kind of got some clarity on well, that. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I, I talked to a couple of BWAC coaches, and basically what it boils down to is this. As far as the state is concerned, the so we'll use Richmond as an example, or we can use Elmont. Elmont right. played Hamtramck last week. Had Elmont lost the game to Hamtramck, that would affect their playoff point right. standings. They won the game, so it's not an issue. Same for Richmond. If Richmond loses this game, it will affect their playoff standings, but it won't affect their their BWAC in any way. Basically, everybody in the league started the season with one league win. Right. They are treating... Whether they play the game or take the points. Now, here's the difference. Say you're Croslex or North Branch and you can't find somebody to play, well, you get the Algonac win, which, again, the state will recognize as a win over a D6 team with no bonus points because Algonac obviously isn't going to win any games well, this year. But as far as does it benefit you in the league standings, are, are you better in the league because you took the forfeit win 
than if you would have played somebody, and the answer apparently is no. Right, and a little bit of a developing uh, story. Um, I Trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. Holland canceled their football season. So, naturally, everyone in the BWAC who has open weeks went, ooh, who's open the week that we were supposed to play? And they looked, and Armada saw, oh, Wyoming was supposed to play. And within 24 hours, Armada is... According to their Twitter, hosting Wyoming, which if you don't know is just outside of Grand Rapids, hosting them on uh, whatever week they're supposed to play, I believe week six, and they're coming to Armada. It says it's a Friday game. I would be surprised if it stays a Friday game. One, that's a long trip to make on a Friday and assumingly go back on a Friday. And two, I don't know how they do with officials. But finding officials might be tough. But, hey, if they get a Friday game against, a, I believe, a D2 team, that is a much different than getting a forfeit win over a D6. Yes. So that is the update. with the Especially if you win it. Right. That's the update with the uh, BWAC area. And I think Wyoming's not that great, so it might be a winnable game for Armada. Let's go to some of the other games in the BWAC, Dennis. Uh Let's talk. You want to talk Elmont Emily City real quick? Yeah, Elmont obviously off to a two and zero start. They got a nice win at Marysville to open the season. Obviously, they weren't challenged much against Hamtramck, but they won that game the way you're supposed to win that game. Emily City is is struggling. They took a beat down from North Branch last week. Hazel Park shut them out in in week one. Obviously, Elmont is the heavy favorite in this game. Not much more to say. Um, Almont has, we talked about, has had a kind of a smooth intro to their schedule. And next week is the big one. Just don't trip over yourself in this game. They take on North Branch next week, who brings in Yale. And I think it's a similar situation to last week where I think, Dennis, me and you both expect North Branch to win. But if they expect to just roll the ball out and kill 48 minutes of football and go home with a big win... That won't happen. No, I mean uh, Yale is. We've been saying it. They're they're much improved. Again, I talked with two BWAC coaches already this week, and and they both feel Yale is a much improved football team. The problem with the BWAC is the top half of this league is stupid good. Yeah, um, Crosslex is exceptional. Uh, Elmont, North Branch, and Armada are all exceptional football teams, and they keep planting their flags and saying, this is how good we are. Uh, Between those top four teams, they're all undefeated through two weeks. Now they're going to start getting entangled in, in league play and starting to beat each other, and now we'll find out of those teams who are the best teams but again, if you're North Branch and you want to be in the conversation, you have to beat Yale this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I expect North Branch to have success in this game. Yale is the perfect focus game for your kids. Because if you don't focus and you think you're just going to beat them, you will lose. They have the ability to do it. But I think the the top four team ceilings are higher than Yale's ceiling. All right, Dennis, uh, we went through the rest of the BWAC. I think it's time to talk about the big one. Number one versus number two, Croslex versus Armada. And I have no idea 
what is going to happen Friday night at 7 o'clock. Well, I mean, we could go through this and we could create scenarios in which we think both teams can win the football game. We can do the perfect storm scenario. Here's the thing. You never get the perfect storm. No. There's going to be something, somewhere, turnovers, penalties, whatever. Um, You know, somebody's open and they drop a pass. Somebody's not open and they make a spectacular catch. Somebody's tackled and they break free and they make a big run. This game is loaded with top talent. Um, you've got two big teams. Our Armada's keep it simple, stupid attitude works for them. Like they're going to say, "Here we are. This is what we do. This is where where how we're going to do it." Stop us. Right. Stop us if you can. Croslex is the one team that can match that. And that's what makes this very, very intriguing. Well, let's flip it a little bit. Let's talk about when Croslex has the ball. Croslex has a plethora of riches. They have athletes coming out the wazoo. Gavin Espinosa at quarterback, belly gropping next to him. What do I say? When in doubt, hit the belly button, and you're probably going to get a really positive result. Jackson Gonzalez, Drew Hosterman, Trevor Soul on the edge. But Armada has some guys in that back seven that you can kind of go man-to-man with, and I wouldn't put them on an island the entire game, but you can switch up your defense enough to where you can trust guys like Tristan Herb and Vinny Fodale to hang with those guys, and it allows you to, hey, I don't have to commit nine guys to stopping belly groppy. I can play more of a straight-up defense and try to get things, um, change things up, maybe try to get a, a, uh, a newer quarterback confused. I I don't know how I feel about this game, Dennis. I really don't. I'm not excited to pick this game. Um, like you said, I think you could. we could easily draft up scenarios in which both teams are celebrating, and I really don't want to doubt either of these coaches because I've said it before, they're built from the same mold. It's, this is what we do. We are going to do it better than you do it. Try and stop us, and if you do, here's a couple wrinkles. Well, I, I think, okay, obvious, the, the obvious thing, and this is every football game that's ever played. Right. Uh, mistakes. Don't turn the ball over. If one of these teams turns the ball over, that's not going to spell well See, for them. I do think Cross-Lex might have a little bit of – might have the bigger margin of error because their offense, if they turn it over, even if Armada eats up a lot of clock – Croslex's offense can score in under two minutes from anywhere on the field. They have that big playability where Armada slower and grind it out, and losing a possession like that would hurt Armada more than it could hurt a Croslex. So I think it's more imperative that the Tigers take care of the ball, but if you get down to Armada and turn the ball over, look out. Well, my problem with the Pioneers is if they turn the ball over is – Again, if Armada's run game is strong and they're doing what they do, which is long possessions, chewing up the clock, the number of times you're going to get the ball as the Pioneers lessens. 
Like right. In, in a normal game, let, let just arbitrary numbers. Let, let's say you're getting 20 possessions. Well, they had like 13 in the first half. I think, what, yeah. let's see, they turned it over twice. Uh, or they punted, turned it over, and then scored on like seven. So they had nine or ten possessions in the first half against Richmond. So let's say, yeah, and that was a wild game. Fifteen, let's call it fifteen possessions in a game. So if Armada's doing it right, you might only get eight possessions. Well, if you turn the ball over on a couple of them, now you've only got six possessions. Right. You you know, and and the, again, again, Armada's defense is not Swiss cheese. So you're probably not going to score on all six possessions. And Croslex's pretty good. They might score on half right. of them. I know there's a couple people up in Croslex right now going, like hell we won't. Well, and they, hey, and if they score on all six possessions, guess what? They're going to win. Yeah. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. Here's the thing I can't get out of my head. Going into week one, put, I'll, I'll show you my hand. I'll put my cards on the table. I thought Marine City would win. It would be close for two and a half quarters. Marine City would be up 24-10, 24-14, and then they'd break a big run. It'd be like 31-14, and then the rest of the game was decided by that point. That didn't happen. And I did not give Armada enough credit or enough love that they should have gotten. On the flip side, that's the orange and black tiger talking to me on my left shoulder. There's a blue and white pioneer on my right shoulder telling me, we went to Swan Valley and kicked their ass. We went there and it wasn't close. And you saw us last week just decimate Richmond. Why would you pick against us? And it's like I'm being pulled in two directions. <laughs> I, I trust both coaches in big games because – They've shown a propensity to win big games, Dennis. Kyle Rowley's been there three years, and he's really had two full seasons, and he already has two big signature wins. He beat North Branch last year, and you beat Marine City. That's a signature win. Agreed, but they're going to play this game on the field Friday, and one team's going to win, one team's going to lose, and how the, the game plays out, will either be going, wow, these are two good football teams, or we're going to be going, wow, one of these teams is super special. You said something to me earlier in the week that intrigued me about how you thought the game was going to go, and it was just a gut feeling for you. And you didn't say what side, but tell everyone what you said to me, I think yesterday or two days ago about I, this I game. I don't know. I mean, I said oh, a lot yeah, of things yeah. to you. You, said, you say to me, I think whoever wins this game is going to win by multiple scores. Yes, I did say that. I, I do have that feeling, and not a blowout. That no, no. I, I, I'm I'm just saying like this. This could be uh, a game that in at one point in the fourth quarter, it's like a twenty-one to fourteen game, and that team that's behind gets their chance and doesn't cash in, and the other team finally puts the game to rest. And I could see the game being like 30-21 to 21 or 28-14, to 14, something like that. Right, a team having to sell out at the end and yeah. a team gets a score. The, for Armada, the biggest difference I see from 2021 to 2022 is, Dennis, they have a little bit of a passing game that – no, you're never going to see Armada throw up a box score where they pass for 250 yards and three touchdowns. 
But what it does and what Lucas Pratt does well enough is if you put nine guys in the box, you will not, it will hurt you. He did it against Marine City. Talk, go down there and talk. They say, we, we dared their sophomore to do something against us, and he did. And, and he tipped their cap to him. Now you know he can do that. And the other thing, Kyle Conan has a, uh, a buddy in the backfield, Vinny Fodale, when he runs the ball. So now Kyle Conan's not getting beat up 40 times. I know he can lay the hammer down. But that's still a hammer hitting 40 times a game. Now with the thunder and lightning of Fodale and Conan, it keeps guys fresher longer. And those are two of the biggest improvements I've seen. See, this is the fun part about this conversation, though, because now you can hear the guys to the north screaming, yeah, but they haven't had to run into Joey Ramsey. They haven't had to run into Mendoza. They haven't had right. to run into this guy. They, you know, They haven't had to throw against uh, – Gonzalez or whoever and they're putting in their, and whoever and they're putting in their secondary. Osterman and, and those guys. So which yeah, which is like it's like, fun. That's why this is such a fun <laughs> game, Dennis. And because I can flip it around and go, okay, you're going to have to go athlete for athlete, because if you don't load the box, Belly Grappy's gonna get the ball every time. And what did he do last year? He carried it thirty eight times in a win in a just terrible mud game weather should be great for this game it should be a beautiful night and there should be no external factors affecting this game and Dennis I'm just I'm happy you get to do this game because you are going to have a great game and the other thing is which team keeps their head because you know it's going to be a rivalry game with two programs puffing out their chest saying "Uh uh-uh my BWAC, my BWAC, it's going to get a little chippy. Whether it gets dirty is up to the players. And, and guess what, folks? This game will play a part in the how the BWAC pans out. But it's actually it's it's week three, and you still got both teams after they play each other. Still have to play North Branch. Still have to play Elmont. There's still a lot of football to be played and a lot to be decided in this league. And the other thing I said earlier in the week that I think we agree on, if any team runs the table in the BWAC, man, did they earn a championship. Like The, I, yeah. the BWAC is set up for there to be multiple teams winning the title. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um Anything else on this game? I don't think we've had a football game with this level of excitement and hype since the Marysville Marine City game in twenty. Yeah, like, and uh, the mean, only reason it's not more if this was week seven and both teams were six and zero, oh, I'd be jumping off the walls. I, I hope I get a game like that or a game like week one Armada uh, Marine City. But like I say, I just, I've got a feeling this is a good good football game. This will be one of the better football games of the year. But I don't. I mean, I, I hope it's triple overtime and it's decided by one play and, and one point. That would be awesome. But I just got a, a feeling it's going to be a, a really good football game that somebody's going to win by nine to fourteen points. And I know we've talked about this game long enough. It deserves it, but. Special teams are also going to play a part. Both teams have shown positives and negatives in special teams. I mean, Croslex can't give up a kickoff return. Armada, got to make the extra points. You don't want to have to leave it up to another two-point conversion because 
it's going to be tough to make another one in a big game. You've already shown your go-to two-point play. So special teams are going to loom large. Controlling the field position is going to be large. It's a lot easier for your defense to play if they have 85 yards of grass behind them compared to 20. And all I'm asking for, and this is kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I would like to have my first game of the season with no bad snaps. And I know you actually mean that because because you are what? At least in all of your first four games. There's been a bad snap, and they've had an outcome in the game. Like, they have decided the game. And a team that knows a lot about that, Cardinal Mooney. Yep. That cost them. It Three, cost them on Friday. Two, a blocked punt, a bad snap, and a dropped snap was the difference last Friday when they lost to Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary. It made things a lot tougher on Fitzgerald against Northern for PH against uh, Catholic Central. Uh, and also it was the downfall of KPAC against Deckerville. Yeah, and that plays a uh, big matchup. Dennis, they go down to Liggett, who's 2-0, and hasn't given up a point. Does the name Jaron Purify mean anything to you? Uh, Baseball-wise. Yeah. He's a Clemson commit baseball. Yeah. And you know what he's doing this fall? Playing football. Playing football for the Knights. That is another. That is a weapon. That is a really good player to have out for Liggett. For Mooney, their goals are to win the Catholic League Intersectional 2 and go to the Prep Bowl. Beginning of the season, we kind of looked at Liggett and went, they should take care of business. Don't worry about it. Now, I'm not feeling as confident in this game. I really am not. Um, I don't know if Ryan Trombley is going to play. He didn't finish out last game. Uh, but I do know they have Brendan Hazen later. And they have a uh, Brian Everhart at quarterback who Dennis wowed you in the game you saw when you went down and watched them play seminary. They have some dudes playing Saturday at 2. I get to go down there and do that game. But what are your thoughts on this Liggett game? Well, I mean, okay, like Purify is a great shortstop. I don't know what kind of a football player he is. I know he's right. an athlete, so he's not going to go out there and, and embarrass himself. Um, I don't know what else Liggett has got. Like last year, they came out and they threw the football. Uh, they threw the football 40, 50 times in a game. Um, they also didn't have a punter or any kind of a kicking game, so they were going for it on fourth and long inside their own 40 and Mooney stopped him every time, and it was 26 to nothing before the first quarter was over. Mooney won that game early. Um, and Hazen later had a, had a big game. Uh, and, and so, I mean, I don't know what Liggett has. Yes, they have two big wins against two eh, teams. Uh, I, uh, obviously, I think Mooney had a big test against Seminary, and that game was closer than the final score. That was It well, was a 36-32 it was a, football Again, game. the way I put it, it was five touchdowns to five touchdowns. One team executed their special teams. Yeah, uh, and I, I just I, – I have a belief that uh, not only do the Mooney coaches think they have a good team, but I think the players are starting to figure out, like, the reaction after the loss. Guys were pissed off. And guys were they're like, not okay with losing. Yeah, guys were like, "We should we should win this game. We need to win these games." 
again, um, that'll be at 2 o'clock on Saturday. So a little Saturday football action, a two-pronged attack. Joe Cannell will not be there for Mooney. Uh, he got two personal fouls, as we said, in the game. And from what I am told after the fact, and from what I believe is in the official report, they it was not a fumble. They said he was short of the line to gain. And Dennis, I I, I just that I, I could if, do this for 25 years yeah. and I might not see a call as bad if, as that. If that's the case, it is one of two things, Brady. Either the one of the worst calls I have ever seen made on a field or the chain gang weren't in the right spot. And I feel like they would have said that because it was fourth down. They had three other downs to correct that. And if the chain gang's not in the right spot, how do you the, know the, that? The chain gang said the line to gain was the 21, and the ball made it to the 20. And they Clear even as day. gave it. And when the next possession started, it, it started, started at the 20. 20. Yeah. So either there was a first down by a yard, or the chains weren't in the right spot, and they should have been moved up, and it should have been at the 20, and then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Or it should have been the 19 or wherever it should have been so that that ball was short of being a first down. It was just... If there is a call to get ejected over, if there is one call this entire football season, knock on wood, because I'll say it and something crazy will happen, it was that call. Because that one... I've seen one worse, and it was in the same stadium. Different teams, but it was in the same stadium. 30 seconds, tell that story while I get ready for uh, the It film. was a Marine City game. I wish I could remember who they were playing, but the other... About what time, what uh, time frame? Uh, within the last 10 years. Okay. Um, and the a player got tackled at the five-yard line. My comment during the broadcast is, wow, they gave this guy a great mark. They put it all the way up at the three. He was clearly tackled at the five, not even considering the fact that the officials had given him a touchdown and that this was a two-point conversion try. So how a guy picked up the ball at the five moved it forward to set it down for the extra point try and didn't realize they hadn't gotten into the end zone for a score is beyond me. And the Marine City sideline was beside itself, but they ended up winning the game, and it, it ended up being a moot point. But it was the phantom touchdown of all phantom touchdowns. They were five yards short of the end zone. And, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't mean to get you all riled up. No, I just wanted everyone because okay. everyone was going to be curious what you're talking about. And, all right, and, let's... and they stopped the two-point conversion, and everybody thought they made a fourth down stop, and yet six points was up on the board for the other team. I'm just trying to think how some of the coaches I know would react. <laughs> oh, my God. There would be a I'm, – I'm, anyway. I'm sure they would remember it. Anyway, Harbor Beach goes to Cassidy. Harbor Beach is 2-0. and They beat Unionville, Seabowing, and Reese. Haven't given up a point. Kind of expected. Cass City, 1-1. One one. They lost to Laker. I think a lot of teams are going to lose to Laker this year. Uh, it, it was interesting be, because um, the coaches email stuff uh, to yeah. Gallagher, and then Gallagher sends it to, to us. Uh, and Harbor Beach coach was worried about that game last week. He's, he's like, he thinks USA is a good team. Or Reese. And, uh, the, whoever they were Reese, playing. yeah, Reese and, was left. And, and, he, and he's like... You know, we, the biggest improvement is week one to week two. And we really thought we were in for a tough game, and they were actually surprised at how easy they won it. Gotcha. 
So that's the one game. The other big one, Marlette's 2-0. and They're going to Ubley. It's a nice story, Marlette's 2-0. and They're going into a buzzsaw. If they win this game, I'm picking Marlette to win a district or a region. Yeah. We, we have a lot of uh, a lot of great stats, but I'm just going to use this. Mark, Mark Heilig had five touchdown runs for Ubley last week against Carroll, mm-hmm. and just the five touchdown runs were for 125 yards. Hello. Uh, <laughs> the Sandusky football team hosts Memphis. Somebody's going to get their first win. And I think it's going to be Sandusky. I do, too. Like, I know the numbers are ugly, but if you look at the two teams Sandusky has played, they've actually played – Two really good teams uh, so far to, to start the season. Uh, so I think at least for this week, uh, they'll find enough to beat Memphis. Atherton goes to KPAC in eight-man. Dennis, we talked about this on Tuesday. If KPAC wins this game, you're feeling really good about themselves in their first eight-man season, and maybe they can compete for the Stars if they get a little bit of help. Yeah, and and, and this is a, a league game. The, the Deckerville game was a league game, too. So this is a chance to get your first league win. I think Atherton's very improved. So I also think if KPAC can get this W, it, it's a quality win as opposed to maybe a year or two ago when it would be an expected win. Yes. Um, Deckerville. This is an expected win if they even play this yeah, game. Yeah, might play Flint International. I don't know. Supposed to be on Saturday. I, they haven't played a game yet. They haven't played a game since they got into a fight last year. Yeah. In, international, not Deckerville. So, oh, <laughs> great analysis on this one. But yeah. if they do play Deckerville, we'll play. win. Deckerville's going to win if they don't play. All right. Peck is at Akron, is Fairgrove. At Akron Fairgrove in a game you hope Peck can win. But Akron Fairgrove knocked off CPS a week ago. Yeah, and again, um, CPS thought, uh, listening to their coach's comments about that game, uh, they felt that their young players showed their nerves in their first game. Because remember, CPS got a forfeit win in week one and didn't play, so week two was week one for them. And he said it, it, it took his young guys a little bit to get their footing he he feels like if they if they would have been playing the way they did later in the game to start would have been a different outcome there they do play uh host to ashley they're one and one they lost to deckerville beat new haven merit hopefully their nerves have calmed down a bit and finally our independent school a strong independent brown city is at onekama Um, you just want to say onekama now that you know how i do know because it's spelled (laughs) like one comma that's how it's spelled. One camera. One camera. Depends. Camera only shoots threes. Out. That's yeah. an inside joke. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, wow. That took me a second. Um, but Onekama, they go there on Saturday. I expect them to win. They're zero and two. Brown City's two and zero. And then they play Sutton's Bay next week. Brown City could be making some waves as they kind of work their way up towards a game against Britain Deerfield at the end of the month. Expect them to get a win Saturday against Onekama. Yeah, and let's give some uh, Green Devil love. Kyle Affer, 161 yards, two touchdowns You're doing this week. just to say the final stat. I know you are. Um, and uh, he also uh, caught a touchdown pass. And Clint Ford had 136 yards rushing and a touchdown and receiving. He had five catches, Brady, for two yards and a touchdown. 
You love that stat love that so stat. much. Okay, we Lawton we, Cooper had a, a nine out of twelve for one twenty three and a couple of touchdowns. All right, this marathon of a segment is over. We will bring on Sandy Rutledge for the picks, and Dennis. We are in a hotly contested race in that one. Yeah, I'm winning. You are eighteen and two for Dennis. Seventeen that may change dramatically. Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> 17-3 for the guests and myself, and we'll let you know the people who's doing well and who's not, but picks are coming up next. Thanks for sticking with us for this long show. Picks up next. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 98 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust-proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. 
Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. I finally got a person in the room that I want to talk to. Sandy <laughs> Rutledge is uh, here. That means it's picks time, and Brady, uh, you, you, you are the master of ceremonies for picks. Yes, I am, and before we get to the picks, and we have a great slate of games, want to give a shout-out. We had Dennis Five people go 10-0 and last week. DT from Fort Gratiot, Dave Taddy. Of course he does. Yeah. He goes 10-0. We're going to have him he on later. He doesn't go 10-0. He's going to hear about it. <laughs> Jacob Jankowski, Joey Scaramazzino, and Tony Williams all 10-0 and last week. Dennis, you have some competition. We have some people that are 18-2 and as well, as I mentioned a few others, but a few of them that went 10-0 and helps you get to 18-2. and No one 19-1. and Dennis, you're looking for the perfect week sandy rutledge we're glad to have you on let's not waste any time it's time for the picks the outside across the 30 25 20 he's got the angle 15 10 5 touchdown zach tetler touchdown marine city quick hitter this time and it's Furman with rome down the far sideline to the 10 to the 5 and he is into the end zone for a raider touchdown oh no we suck again Snap, Espinosa looking for Grappi in the flat, throws the slant, caught by Soul. touchdown Crosslack. Handoff Conan, he plows his way to the three, to the two, across the goal line, touchdown Tigers. He didn't know about the $100 bill, Sonny, he lied. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Bloink, straight drop, setting up a screen pass, complete to Prone, he's got room. 2015, 10-5, into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. Up the middle, Hazenlayer, he's got room to work. 45-40, 35-25, night, Brendan Hazenlayer into the end zone. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And the man last week was all of us. Sandy Rutledge, you representing the guests, 9-1. We both went 9-1. Actually, a fairly simple week of games. The only one we all got wrong. Lutheran Seminary beating Mooney. But let's get right into it, Sandy Rutledge. Before we start, one question. Have you ever seen the movie Draft Day? I have not. You're lucky. Don't watch it. Good answer. (laughs) All right, we will start up in the thumb when the Pirates of Harbor Beach go inland to take on Cass City and our adopted new GTC East team. Sandy Rutledge, you get us started. Who wins this game up in the thumb? All right, well, uh, just looking at some scores, I don't know a lot about Harbor Beach and Cass City, except I'm guessing Harbor Beach has an Asentoski or a Ruble kid running the <laughs> ball like they have for the last 40 years, so I'm going with Harbor Beach. Dennis Stuckey, over to you. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm going with the Beach here. They're coming off back-to-back shutout wins. Uh, Cass City has split, although Cass City's played the harder schedule through two games because Lakers legit. I'm going to take a little bit of a leap of faith with this one. Uh, Harbor Beach has played a little bit of a weaker schedule. Cass City played Laker. I'm going to trust the Red Hawks. And the first time 
in the GTC East. They take down Harbor Beach. The people are with Sandy and Dennis. 90.6% of the people on Harbor Beach, so I'm really going out on a limb. Let's stay up in the thumb. This would be the time we'd normally go to Richmond, but Richmond too, took too much time getting the answer from prep, so you're not in the picks. A battle of 2-0 and o teams up in the thumb. Marlette goes to Ubley, the number one ranked Bearcats in D8. Dennis Stuckey is number one going down. Top Bearcats will win. Yeah, I, I like Marlette. They got off to a good start. I think Ubley's going to win this game and win, win it rather convincingly. Sandy Rutledge. Well, I was a Reed Raider for one year, and I really <laughs> wanted to pick the, the Raiders, but I agree. Ubley is probably going to win it. Yeah, Ubley is just an absolute wagon. And, well, let's go, Sandy, to your alma mater, the North Branch Broncos. Bring in the Yale Bulldogs. I will all the time. What? What was the people's pick? Huh? Oh, the people's pick. Sorry, 87% <laughs> on Ubley. Anyway, back to our Yes, I do. I apologize. Um, North Branch hosting Yale. I'll get us started. I'm on North Branch. I think they are a really good team. Scored the third most points of any 11-man team in the state. I think they keep that up. Their offense is good. Yale's improved, not improved enough. Sandy Rutledge. I agree. Garrett Grundman's doing a good job up in Yale. North Branch is going to do a little dedication ceremony for uh, my high school coach, Don Smesnick, who passed away, uh, Don Sr. And so uh, I think the, the Broncos will be motivated, and they'll keep rolling. Dennis Stuckey. Uh, yeah, nothing changes here for me. North, North Branch is good. Again, they're doing nice things at Yale, but they're just playing teams right now that are stupid good. North Branch is stupid good. And the people agree that North Branch is stupid good. 94% of the people are picking the Broncos. All right, let's take it to Emlay City where they bring in the 2-0 Elmont Raiders. Sandy Rutledge, get us started. Elmont's 2-0. Emlay City's 0-2. This seems like one of the slam dunk picks we have on the slate. Yeah, it looks like uh, Emily's off to a rough start, so I'm, I'm going with Elmont. Dennis Stuckey. Yeah, I, I like Elmont uh, in this one against uh, Emily City. My Spartans are still a couple years away. Yeah, they're a couple years away, and Elmont is Elmont, and they are going to be contending for a BWAC title. Emily City won't knock them off in the actual official BWAC opener for the Elmont Raiders. All right. The big one. I'm going to uh, assume the, the, yeah, the audience. Yes, the audience Alma. picked Almont. Sorry, 97% of the people. <laughs> I got to get my digs in. One, one, I one person is trusting the Spartans. That, that one person will look really smart if that's the upset of the week. The big one. Up in Croslex. Dennis, number one Croslex in our poll versus number two Armada. Armada knocked off Marine City in the opener. Croslex beat Swan Valley and then throttled Richmond. This was the BWAC championship game from a year ago. Happens in week three now. Dennis Stuckey, you're on the call for this one. Who wins this Clash of the Titans in Croslex? Well, I've got a feeling that whoever I pick, you're going to go with the other team. And you know what? We, we're, we're both right. Uh, this this is a good football game. I can give you five reasons why Armada is going to win. I can give you five reasons why Croslex is going to win. And I'm going to go with my sixth reason. Croslex is at home. Give me the Pioneers on their home turf. Uh, they've had two impressive road wins. Now they get to play their first Friday night game at home. 
I have agonized over this game for the past 48 hours <laughs> since I put the little pick sheet together and figured out who we were picking. And, God, there's something about it. I doubted Armada when they went to Marine City, and Kyle Rowley found a way to get it done. Armada has the signature win. So does Cross Lex, though, at, at Swan Valley. I, I really don't know. I've said all week this is a street fight. But I just think Cross Lex has just enough horses to get past them. It's going to be an absolute slobber knocker. But Cross Lex comes out ahead of Armada. Sandy Rutledge, what do you think about this game? Well, I'm, I'm with you. I, I wasn't sure about this one. Anytime you can beat Marine City, you obviously are pretty good. Yes. Uh, but looking at Croswell's score and what I've seen of them the last couple of years with the size they've had and the speed on the perimeter, and they are at home, I'm going to go with Croswell. The people, a little uh, surprisingly how overwhelmingly they picked Croswell's, 85% of the vote on Croswell's. There are closer games, uh, at least with the people's picks. I don't think that they should be that overwhelming of a favorite. No, this is and, a close I, one. and I'm a little surprised that it's a clean sweep for Croslex. I thought somebody in the room was going Armada's way. Just the way you've been acting all week, I, I, I thought you were leaning Tigers. I, I have gone back and forth, Dennis. If we recorded this three hours later, I might I might have picked Armada. <laughs> That's the kind of way it was. Kind of the same way. Before we go to the MAC, let's take a stop down at Gross Point Liggett for a Saturday game between Cardinal Mooney and 2-0 unscored upon Gross Point Liggett. Sandy Rutledge, can Cardinal Mooney bounce back, or does Liggett go to 3-0? Well, again, I'm just looking at the scores, and it's hard to tell. I have no idea how good Detroit communication is. <laughs> but, but Liggett's two scores are pretty impressive, so uh, I'm, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and, and go with Liggett. Dennis Stuckey. Hazen later left, Hazen later right, Hazen later up the middle. Uh, Liggett, you've had two nice wins, but you haven't played a team comparable to Mooney yet. Mooney's going to win this football game on the road. You know, I think Mooney, without their head coach this week, will clean up some of the special team stuff. Ryan Trombley plays, that helps. If not, you mentioned. Brendan Hazenlater will probably be the best player on the field. He is the edge. Give me Mooney, and I'm so happy, Dennis. As of about 30 seconds ago, the people were split 50-50, but we got a 33rd response on this pick, and Liggett has the edge with 52% of the picks. I'm sure it was when they heard what I said. Yeah, it was when they heard what you said that flipped it. Okay, Dennis, let's go to the game that you do not want to pick. Down in St. Clair Shores, the Vikings of Marysville travel down I-94 to take on the 2-0 Cavaliers. Who wins this game and why? This is a stupid, tough game for me to uh, pick, and basically what it boils down to is a dumb reason. I'm going to go with the home team. Um, it kills me because I think Marysville has every chance to win this game, but I'm going to go with Southlake at home. I, I, I think this is a tough road game. I think it's going to be last team with the ball wins. I think we might be giving Southlake just a bit too much credit. And if Marysville had played a week one opponent that wasn't Elmont or a really good BWAC team, I think we are maybe a little higher on the Vikings. Just because they have a one in the loss column doesn't mean they're going to get a second one. Give me Marysville. Tight game, but the Vikings come out on top on the road. Sandy Rutledge. 
Yeah, it's kind of unusual. South Lake's 2-0. and uh, But I think when, when a lot of times the St. Clair County teams go down into St. Clair Shores, they're a little more disciplined, and, and they pull it out. So I'm going with Derek Meyer and the, and the Vikings. The people nearly split 51% on the Marysville Vikings. This was another tough one the people had decided. And I'll spoil the next one. The people did not have a tough time with this one. 100% of the people are picking Port here on Northern to beat Lons Cruz North. I don't disagree with them. Northern running time super running time maybe if if they can get enough drives in to score 50 points sandy rutledge yeah the, they're off to a great start lance cruz north you know got a young guy 24 year old trying to turn that program around and he's not there yet northern rolls dennis stuckey yeah northern wins this game or or there's something going wrong like yeah so the boss breaks down and they don't get there <laughs> basically Okay, let's go to their Port Huron Area School's counterpart. The Port Huron High Big Reds welcome in the Marauders of Warren. Mott is used to be Marauders, whatever. Um, it used to be a huge battle about 10 years ago. Still should be a good game. Sandy Rutledge, get us started. Yeah, this is the one I struggled with. I, I'm looking at comparable com, uh, opponents, and, and I'm just going with the home team. So I'm going with PH. Dennis Stuckey, who gets it done at Memorial Stadium Friday night. I like PH, and not just because they're the home team. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that PH is just a little bit better than Mott. I am going to kind of hedge my happiness here. I think Port Huron High can be a good team, but there's just, I, I said it earlier in the show, I have this bad feeling in my stomach that Warren Mott's going to come to town and win. Now, I hope I'm wrong. But if I am right, I at least gain a game on you in the picks, Dennis. Give me Warren Mott, and I'm going to be by myself. 88% of the people picking Port here on high. And that takes us to our main event, the Battle for the Bell, the East China Bowl, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be a emotional football game when St. Clair and Marine City duke it out at East China Stadium. Sandy Rutledge, you are as familiar with this rivalry as you can get. Who wins this game and who takes the bell home Friday night? Yeah, well, again, you know, Darren Letson and James Bishop do a great job at both ends. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to play quarterback for Marine City. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I made a reference to somebody the other day that Heslop will probably pull a Willis Reed and come out, <laughs> and I found out how old I was because that guy didn't know who I was wow. even talking about. I know who you're talking about. I, I knew Stuckwood. It was, it was a great uh, so, analogy. But I'm still, I'm still sticking with the Saints. Sandy Rutledge sticking with the Saints. Dennis Stuckey, who are you stuck on? I'm stuck on the Mariners. You know my m mantra, Marine City wins for me most weeks. And this is going to be most weeks. It has taken the most talented St. Clair teams to knock off Marine City. And I don't think this team is quite to those past teams' level. Marine City, I think, has it. The people agree. 88% of the people on Marine City to keep the bell. Those are the picks. Sandy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we had a little bit of discrepancy in a lot of the picks. I think we had, what, four different games where we didn't agree after well, going all chalk last week. I, I, I mean, like, you, you went stupid on a pick up in the thumb. <laughs> um, I went off the reservation a little bit on the Marysville uh, thing, and you went off the reservation on uh, PH. 
so you're going to fall four games back with those three picks. Apparently. Sandy, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate well, it. Me. it and uh, yeah, has you, it. You were solid, Sandy. You didn't go too far away from me. Have uh, Has it hit you yet that you're retired? Uh, it's just starting to. Second day of school. It's kind of weird not being around the kids. Well, you enjoy it. Um, hopefully, we see you at it a couple games. And uh, Dennis, remind everyone where we are this weekend because we have a four-game platter. Yeah, we've added games to the uh, schedule. So it starts with uh, Friday night. Uh, I'll be up north in uh, Pioneer Country where Croslex is taking on Armada in a huge Blue Water Area conference. But get ready. That, that, that's going to get redundant because every week we're going to say there's a huge game in the Blue Water Area conference. Uh, on Friday night, Brady's got the big rivalry with uh, St. Clair and Marine City at East China Stadium. And then we have added games for Saturday. Brady's going to see Mooney at Liggett. Uh, and I'll be in Richmond for their game against Detroit University Prep, the Panthers. That's what I know about them. Yep. Uh, they Well, yeah, we talked about it in our earlier segment, what we know about prep. So good slate of games, and we're excited for it. And, yeah, we've wasted enough time. So, well, hope you listen. And if not, we'll see you at the Reaction Podcast. Actually, you did pretty good there because I was trying to time it out to the music ending. I mean, we went a little over, but <laughs> we, we, we did good there. Perfect. From Port Huron to Marysville, St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.